There's so much to remember. So hard. How do people what make did it that through professor this? Professor saying, professor I want to be a neocardiologist. Marular filtration rate, Bart pediatrics, geriatrics, but what's going to be heart rate, high fowlers, low fowlers. Some say that nursing school is the hardest thing that they've ever done. I'm Dr. Hobbick, and I am a passionate nurse and a passionate nurse educator, and I'm here to help. Join me on Nursing with Dr. Hobbick as I review topics and highlights from nursing school and try to help nursing students become confident nurses and provide the safest, best quality patient care that's possible. Hey, and welcome to Nursing with Dr. Hobbick. I'm continuing our sensory journey today, so we're going to go over hearing loss. There's really only two types of hearing loss that we're going to talk about. We have conductive hearing loss and sensory neural. And just remember to keep the terms in your mind, sensory neural. So probably that's going to have to do with the nerves. Let's remember that there are three different parts to the ear. You have the external ear, the middle ear, and the inner ear. So inner ear disorders, those are usually going to be a problem with the sensory fibers that go to the central nervous system. Typically those are related to nerve issues and they're not really helped with a hearing aid. External and middle ear problems, which are conductive, can result from infection, trauma, or a lot of the time, cerumen or wax buildup. Those we can actually treat either by removing the wax or with a hearing aid. So conductive hearing loss is the first one we're going to talk about. This is more likely what you think about when you think of hearing loss or presbycusis, that loss of uh, hearing as we age. And usually this is the higher pitch sounds are lost first. I always recommend to my students when you're speaking to someone with hearing loss uh, because of age, you'll want to make sure that you lower your voice. Don't raise it. You want to go in the lower registers. It's easier to hear. This hearing loss, uh, usually if the sound is less, it's still clear. So if they raise the volume, they can hear. Hearing is normal. So when we're speaking with them, lower the register, but speak a little bit more forcefully. Don't yell at people. That's not cool for anyone. Even if you think that that's going to help, that's not, that's not okay. So we don't use those little horns anymore that, you know, you see in the cart. Maybe I'm too old. Maybe they just had them in my cartoons. Looney Tunes, you know, put the horn in the... Anyway, sensory neural hearing loss. This is where the sound passes properly through the outer and middle ear, but it's distorted by something in the inner ear or damage to the cranial nerve eight or both. It usually involves perceptual loss, so progressive and bilateral loss of hearing. It Usually there's damage to that eighth cranial nerve, and this is what you would use that tuning fork for if you're trying to find out if a patient has hearing loss. A lot of the times we're gonna see this caused by infection, Ototoxic drugs. Remember, we have medications that can cause ototoxicity, which is they're going to cause damage to hearing. Trauma, neuromas, noise, and aging process. Things that we want to do to assess. You're going to use that tuning fork, your whisper test. Test if the patient can hear you whisper something on either side, one to two feet away. Uh, if they can't respond if you cover your mouth or you're wearing a mask, indicates the patient lip reads. If they can't hear the watch ticking five inches from their ear, 
if they shout when they're having a conversation, if they seem like they're straining to hear, they're turning their head in favor of one ear. My husband does that. He's got one ear that's worse than the other. Hopefully he won't listen to this and know I talked about him. Answering questions uh, with inappropriate or incorrect responses because they didn't hear what you said. And, of course, raising the volume of the radio or the TV, whatever they're listening to. Things that we can do. We want to make sure we reduce distractions for our patients. Close the door. Make sure the TV is off. Patients are not going to mind if you ask them if they can turn the TV off or mute it while you have your conversations. Make sure that we're paying close attention to the patients. We want to look and listen at them during the conversation. You want to be facing the patient. Don't try to turn your head away or talk while you're doing other things. If you don't understand what they're saying, make sure that you let them know. Let the patient know that if they don't understand what you're saying, to let you know. Try not to hurry them. Give them time to process what you've said to them. And then use your active listening techniques. Speak slowly and distinctly. Don't get going 100 miles an hour. I know we can do that sometimes. We feel rushed, but every patient should be your one patient that's in front of you right now. Everybody should feel like they're your only patient. And then we'll use visual aids if we need to. That might be a whiteboard that the patient can write on or a piece of paper if needed. A lot of the time, you'll be thinking about questions that have to do with communication. How will you communicate with an older adult who's hearing impaired? So make sure that everybody knows this patient may have some hearing loss and uh, we can maybe get an amplifier, earphone attachments. Uh, you can actually use AirPods and iPhone nowadays to help with this. And make sure that we're taking care of cochlear implants or hearing aids properly. So we don't want to dunk them in water. Uh, these things are expensive. Uh, make sure the patient has their case uh, and make sure that you get those put away properly. But we want to make sure that the patient has them if they need them. We want them to have their hearing aids and stuff. That's really all I have to say about hearing loss, and I knew this would be a short episode. I'm going to move on to neurological conditions shortly after I get this uploaded. I hope you enjoyed, and I'll see you next time on Nursing with Dr. Hobbick. Hey, this is Dr. Hobbick. First, I want to say thank you for listening. This podcast is intended for nursing students to help them understand concepts that they're learning in nursing school and maybe for students who just graduated and want to refresh on concepts, or nurses who just want to listen. Anyway, I do want to thank you for listening, but I also want to say that by listening to this podcast, you agree not to use this podcast as medical advice to treat any medical condition in either yourself or others, including but not limited to patients that you are treating. I want to encourage you to consult with your own physician for any issues you may be having. They will be your best source of information that is accurate and consistent and uh, based on research and evidence. Again, thanks for listening, and I'll see you next time on Nursing with Dr. Hobbick.